0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our Cure and Parent series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Good morning. And uh, John and Bruce aren't here, but we have we have someone new joining the podcast, Bill. Yes, you we in? do.
1: Oh, Brittany is here to read for us this morning. Brittany, love to have you here. Thank you for coming.
2: Thanks for having me, Bill and David.
0: Yeah, I didn't have a choice in the math. Med- no. Uh, <laughs> um, so but, uh, John is. Maybe just getting back from San Diego, but yes. his little granddaughter got born just the other day. Yes, isn't that beautiful? She was a little early, yeah, about a month, but she's doing fine. She's doing great. Yeah, and he was so beside himself that he couldn't get home, which is a fun thing because he used to not really like the children. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she has
1: a—I love her name, Navy. That—that mm-hmm. that, when I heard that was the name, it just, I just—I kind of went, I like that.
0: It's fun. That's, yeah. That's a great name. So he's. You know, his Facebook world is is all the Twitter with all the excitement of that. And now he's home and doing that. So he, he has one it's nothing to do with us or a podcast. No, He'll sure. be back though. Don't worry. He'll be back. He got to speak um I think two straight days at, at a chapel in San Diego. And uh, Bruce is still off in uh Having a little bit of a sabbatical, which is amazing. We're and so glad for him. Yeah. We're exactly, so glad. We're actually having to make decisions without him. Well, yes. that's the scary part. That is but the scary part. For me, but I'll be fine. I'm almost in charge. What's happening?
1: <laughs> that's really scary. Don't say it that way. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, but what helps me, though, is that Brittany's here. Yeah. So I know she's a great counterbalance <laughs> to you. So. Yeah,
2: I, I toned down everything about 20%. right.
0: Uh, Well, last time we would said that we were going to continue on this, um, if they don't trust you, then you can't love them. And we're actually going to keep our word so you can (laughs) trust us. That's good. Um, We're on page 28 of the Cure and Parents book. And um, we're going to start. And actually, Brittany is going to take over my role for the day, and she's going to read for us.
2: All right. As a parent, there is nothing more important than earning your children's trust. Nothing. The degree to which your children trust you is the degree to which they will let you love them, no matter how much love you have to give them. We may have great intentions to pass on values, beliefs, wisdom, and truths. We may faithfully love, protect, and direct our children. But if they don't trust us, nothing is really happening. Consider the earlier statement about God. Because God's primary goal is earning my trust so he can love me and increasingly mature me, correct my behavior, and free my life, I will attempt to offer the same for my child. And when my child trusts me, I can give love that can be received. I can teach truth, and I can provide guidance. It's the exact same pattern to health for me and my child as it is with God and me. Don't forget, the heart is accessed only by trust. We know what we struggled with, and we don't want our children to have to go through the same. So without even asking if it works, we presume controlling our kids with stern authority, shame, or an appeal to disappointed conditional acceptance will protect them. It is painful to discover that just knowing we want to protect is not the same as the ability to protect them. None of us want to be our children's truant officers. None of us want to win by power, loudness, or taking away privileges. But it's possible to wake up one day and discover that this is the role we've taken on. Techniques, formulas, and strategies come from a faulty application of spiritual principles appear to ensure success. We can be easily seduced into imagining that if we can just get our kids to behave, our job is mostly done. But if this is how you think about parenting, like Jim, you may find yourself having a hard conversation with your children, a conversation about how you are not trusted to influence their hearts, and it will break your heart.
1: When we were talking about doing this, and Brittany read those as the last words she read, uh, it, it, it hit me too. It was like, could this be true? Could my misunderstanding of how important trust is end up someday breaking my heart? And the answer is yes. It could break my heart. It's not that I don't want my children to trust me. That's not, the, that's not a problem. The problem is, do I understand what we're saying here? That my relationship with God and trust is reflected in my relationship with my children and trust. And so God's motive becomes something that could become my motive. What would I want more as a dad, a parent, than to love my children, teach them truth, and guide them? I can't think of anything I'd want more. I, I have three grown children. I have grandchildren. I'm constantly, so who I am. I'm constantly imagining how is my influence affecting my children.
0: Mm-hmm. You have a grandchild, great-grandchild. I
1: even have a great-grandchild.
0: Let's, let's remember that. Okay. I,
1: I, I don't want to forget that. She's a beautiful little girl. So as we, as we look at this, I, I'm just kind of imagining it's not just letting me love my children. It's, do I understand that unless I trust God's truth, I am not able to teach my children that truth? Many of us as Christians assume that my knowledge of the Bible is the same as my trusting yeah. the truth and the knowledge. Right. And those are two different realities.
0: Right. And- you can think that you're trusting and maybe you are and then you realize there's a different level that's needed for this situation or like sometimes you feel like very capable until you feel absolutely incapable and that shift comes real quick right um right. and then often we can resort back to this and this one hits me an appeal to disappointed conditional acceptance mm-hmm. I feel like that's the one I see most with quote unquote healthy parents, Hmm. the parents that are most in control, the parents who have the highest capacity. They give that look of, well, you know that you're not meeting my expectations and that's not right. Don't you want to be loved? And I, I can even find myself making that face and it, it, breaks my heart when that happens. It breaks my heart when I see it. Like, you know, someone who's yelling at their kids, they don't think they're together. Well, maybe they do. But like you can tell like that person's messed up, you know, or that person doesn't have it. But it's those of us who really can think we've got it. Yeah. And then we realize, oh, I'm doing that thing mm-hmm. where they have to meet my expectations or they get the face. Amen. Ah, I hate it. I hate when I catch myself doing it. Or severely they get rejected. Yeah, and and you may not even know it. They just shape yeah. up. Right. But that's compliance again, right? right? It's not right. that heart level. Right. Ah. Amen, David.
1: Amen. You know, that paragraph also, uh, we, we say it so quickly. We presume controlling our kids, stern authority, shape, appeal. That whole paragraph is just reeking the dynamics of sin management. Yeah. It, it's just reeking the dynamics of sin management. My, when my motive is to control their behavior... At the expense of winning their heart, I will never, ever be a parent that allows them to grow up. Hmm.
0: Ever. Why would my motive be that? I mean, like, I would never choose that motive, right? If I was like, well, let me see, A or B. I'll choose, control them until I mash their little soul into bits.
1: Because, David, I've never experienced B.
0: You've never experienced the, 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 the acceptance the exact, and the sense of...
1: Exactly. So I don't even know there's another way. Yeah. In other words, I am modeling what I have experienced because I've never experienced trusting God with truth. I assume that the only way to do this is to control their behavior. I just – that's – I don't know there's another way.
0: Are there different ways for people to control behavior? I mean, like, how do we – Different ways? I mean, let let I'm me saying – How do we – Right. Like, so <laughs> – for us to see like so these this highlights a couple of ways right mm-hmm. and but like maybe for some of us out there we might think oh i don't control behavior because i don't a b or c like mm-hmm. you've just outlined but i mean isn't there a what i guess what i'm saying is if you're saying if you haven't experienced god's acceptance and got and trusting of that then you are controlling your children then that's well, kind it's, of
1: it's the only pattern you know yeah in other words, it's, you can't expect people—it's uh, like constantly we have this—it's totally off here a little bit, but we constantly have this uh, presumption that non-Christians can, in fact, act godly. Mm-hmm. No, no, stop it. Like, just stop it. No, there, there's only one way to understand that unless we're changed, we can't do it. So we're back to this reality here. How do I, as a parent, understand how critical it is for me to learn to experience God's grace so my children get it from me? Because if if I don't experience God's grace, if I don't know His truth, the option is the best I will do as a parent is control their behavior.
0: Well, that highlights how important we are, again, to God as parents. Amen. Amen. We actually are given not just the uh, task or the authority, but we're given the deep need to experience God's goodness to be able to pass it on. And that could either seem daunting or it could seem like, oh, God actually cares about my part of this.
1: Oh, amen. And that's hopeful.
0: And, amen, David. And so a thousand amens. You look to at that. all these things and you might go, oh, I got no hope. And no, these are just highlights for where you can take a step toward hope. Amen. Right, Amen. so
1: I totally agree. That's a great response. And I sit here with you and with you, Brittany, and I go, wait a minute, do I get this? Is it possible for me to have missed this incredibly important truth that my relationship with God determines how I will parent? I don't think a lot of Christians think about that. Right.
0: And if that freaks you out, that's okay. Because there are little steps all the way along in here. Right. And God's never a, about like, oh, you were doing so well. Oh, you you were, cl- oh, you slid. Oh, I'm just so disappointed with you. Because yeah. that's not how he is with us. And no. when we feel like we're doing that with our kids, we can remember, yeah. oh, yeah, that's not what God's doing to me. So okay. I don't have to do that to my kids. And maybe more importantly, I don't have to do that to myself. Amen. Amen.
2: And it's exciting to hear all of this stuff as not a parent yet because it means that I get to start thinking about these things before I'm in the thick of it. I get to Amen. start asking God these questions before I'm trying to undo the last however many years, Amen. you know, Amen,
1: Brittany. Good for you. There would be a
0: good reason Amen. to read this book before you're a parent. Exactly. right? And we wrote it for all sorts. You know, Absolutely. we wrote it for people with great grandchildren down to people who are just entering college and thinking, how am I going to do this thing? How am I going to even choose someone to have Children with. Yeah, that's important. So, yeah. yeah, we hope that you take away incredible hope from this, even when something in here feels, ow, that I don't like that. We wrote this for hope and we highlight what's not hopeful because it just reminds us that we need it. So, we'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast.
2: Thanks for listening to the True Face Podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support True Face financially, or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.